What is up, fam? Welcome to Get the Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Castro. Got my co-host right here, Tim Parr. You know something different? We're, we're both live. We both live. That's what's up. Man, hey, wish happy birthday to my guy. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Appreciate happy birthday. It. We have a super it. special episode today. Um, but first, before I, I, I get you know into the nitty-gritty, uh, please post your questions throughout our conversation. I know they're going to pop up. This is a really exciting topic. We'll be talking about kind of a hot topic related to crypto, NFTs. How do you make money doing that? It's such a fairly new um, concept of like making money. And, and people have so many questions. So many people still don't know how to get into crypto, NFTs, like where to start. So we have a very special guest. We got Dennis out here in Los Angeles, we figured we would just invite him over. Uh, he's he's a software developer um, and uh, almost seven years experience working on creative and business web applications. Uh, and it wasn't until around late 2021, we kind of stumbled upon um, a music NFT startup and kind of really began crypto full time. So really excited because he's also uh, one of our mentors chris jefferson shout out to chris shout out it's his younger brother dennis so let's welcome dennis jefferson to the stage hey thank you for having me um really excited to part ways with my knowledge and uh yeah let's do this that's awesome i appreciate you guys you you coming on and um letting us do it live from your place man this is a first for us so i appreciate that appreciate that of course, I've been out here. Yeah, so um, why don't you take us through like, like a little, little bit about yourself, like, because, I mean, for us, we're wearing Chris's group, so, you know, yeah. he talks a lot about, well, he really doesn't try to, you know, he doesn't go into the details of, like, spam. I think he likes to keep it professional, but <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll, I'll get some secrets out of you, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, so, uh, I guess to start off, I was born in Fayetteville, uh, North Carolina, and pretty much lived uh, my whole life up until I went to school. Uh, I was in South Carolina, so I moved to Columbia, and then around fifth grade, moved to Richmond, Virginia. Went to high school there uh, and middle school. Um, so, yeah, I guess pretty early on, um, my father was a civil engineer in the military and the Air Force, and surrounded me with uh, all sorts of fun things, including uh, boating. So you had a boat, had a really cool car, motorcycle. That kind of got me into the automotive scene. And then also um, just cool gadgets. And ended up getting me and my brother a computer, which we had in our little back room of our bedroom that we shared. And I was pretty fascinated with that. Um, back home for years. Uh, Hey, I want to take this thing apart, see what's on the inside. Of course, they wouldn't let me do this. Back in the <laughs> 90s, computers were expensive. Yeah. Right. Um, so eventually, he did get a second computer once that thing wore out, and I got to take it apart. I don't think I ever put it back together, but that kind of sparked my interest. Um, and then just just growing up, I kind of grew up on the internet uh, because you know I got to see a lot of things from, I guess, like the AOL days. Oh, so yeah. I think I started using oh, that. Dude, you got mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aim. I think we all lived on AOL Instant Messenger back mm -hmm. in the nineties, trying to be trying to, you know, talk to 
girlfriends, boyfriends, you know? <laughs> in the chat rooms. Yeah. I heard the little, you know, those little sound effects. Yeah, that was that was a legendary uh, moment in time. So uh, I guess from there, um, you know, so yeah, I tinkered a little bit when I was a kid and then got into it a bit more in high school. So I took a graphic arts class uh, and then ended up taking a programming class as well mm. after the graphic arts class. Uh, so it gave me a little bit of confidence there to you know, pursue this. And as I was graduating high school, I was at a crossroad. Do I do that or focus on automotive uh, technology? And so I, I chose the automotive side and uh, graduated there, did really well. Lived in Florida, Orlando, Florida. That was a really eye-opening experience. <laughs> um, yeah, Florida's a vibe, right? Dude, Florida's a vibe. I mean, I went down there. Like, the city is just, like, in party mode the whole time. Uh, yeah, you got you got the magic there. Uh, basketball team and Miami. So, yeah, super lit. Amazing experience. Uh, lived in Arizona for a while. Went back to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Worked in the automotive field for a little bit. Found out it was not for me. Okay. Uh, very tough work. Yeah. I love doing it and, and messing around uh, with my own stuff a little bit. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a career for me. And fell into um, I fell into front end development. So I started first. What I started doing was uh, you know trying to start some sort of business. And one thing that I think was pretty popular back then. So this is like probably 2010 mm-hmm. or so, 2010, 2011, was making t-shirts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There yeah. was starting to be that era of online businesses and people you know, trying to get creative and just kind of do whatever online business. Um, we're actually pretty deep and we were pretty deep into it, but it was like the mobile era and mobile apps were really big. Um, so I realized I had kind of an inclination for art. Mm-hmm um and technology and realize i could combine those with the skills that i had in graphic arts and then kind of looking back to my younger years um kind of with looking back to my younger years um, with programming and so the natural thing to do is run in development which is like the intersection of arts and programming it's, it's the, yeah it's the part that you see right yeah. that was a place so that was that was a place for me to be. Realized I really wanted to do that. And then uh, in Virginia, I think probably about four years. Probably about four years. I taught myself. Um, taught myself how to taught myself how to teach myself stuff first, and then and then taught myself programming at the same time. My friend, my friend, Jeff came over here. Best friend, Landon West. Shout out, Landon. Yeah, he's he's the behind the scenes guy on all the strings. So he he came out to LA and was like just random raving, like you know how how amazing the place is. It is quite amazing, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, was it was it really just kind of like your friendship that was like, hey, yeah, go out there, I'll figure it out. Job, or was it also kind of have a job already lined up? I did have a job. I had, um, I kind of had a mentor that lived out here who showed me some of the ropes and led me onto a more professional track. Um, 
because I was really doing a lot of stuff solo and, and learning myself. Um, but I didn't have anything lined up. I knew by looking just on Craigslist and the job boards, there were just a ton of opportunities and comparing it to Virginia, there was a ton of entry level stuff where they weren't looking for a lot of experience. Right. Um, and so kind of the way to get in the program is just like make your own stuff mm-hmm. and prove that you can do it. So I had done a lot of that uh, with my own, you know, my own projects. And then he, uh, Landon, offered me a interview at a call center because I'd also been working at call centers um, kind of get my communication skills up. Right. Talking to people, mm-hmm. I wasn't the best at that. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, he offered me an interview and then allowed me to stay at his place. Nice. And I think he called me for like a week straight, mm-hmm. convinced me of that. And I was like, all right, got the plane ticket, came over. So that was kind of uh, how I made the jump from Virginia to LA. Nice. Wow. Nice. I think everybody kind of, when they get to LA, is a couch surfing kind of deal or whatever. Because that's kind of how I, you know, was um, brought to LA. I got a job and, mm-hmm. and, but I was couch surfing on my, my buddy's uh, couch. I mean, until I got on my feet and then, you know, we went from there, but kind of very similar. So, yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've born and raised in Cali, never been anywhere, but now I'm kind of with, everything going on I'm, I almost want to venture out yeah. and maybe go to east coast possibly virginia too just because i i love the the scene there and it's, it's always something when you're from somewhere your hometown you don't really want to live there after a while you're like i need to scope the scene yeah. um yeah. so kind of how did so you landed this uh you're basically doing gigs just learning things on your own probably youtube university or just going exactly. through forums mm-hmm. um all of that so how long were you doing that until was it until 2021 where it's like you were like starting to be exposed to crypto or had you already been exposed yeah so the way that i got exposed to crypto after i got to la probably within about a year i ended up getting uh some uh tech job and then ended up getting my first software uh developer job and so i worked with a guy a guy there he sat behind me and this was right in 2017 um at the end of the bull run in 2018 mm-hmm. and he was just making you know he he had he basically invested ten thousand dollars and ran up to seventy thousand dollars in either bitcoin oh, or wow. yeah or ethereum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean he was pumped you know he's on his phone all the time checking everything right just just basically evangelizing telling us how great it was so that was the first time i had heard about it and i did a little research then but I wasn't really into finance that much. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really catch my attention. The bit or the digital gold narrative for Bitcoin mm-hmm. didn't really spike my interest. And at that time, Ethereum wasn't very big at all. People weren't, I don't think, talking about that a ton unless you were really in the crypto space, which I wasn't. Right. So it had been in the back of my head and I bought a little bit then, didn't even spend like a thousand bucks. Right. Um, and then just kind of just kind of saw how how it how it worked and it was just like, this isn't for me. I think we all said that. I remember yeah. when it was, cause what Bitcoin was founded maybe 2012 or uh, 20 earlier. Like or, yeah. Much earlier. Yeah. So once it started like coming out, everyone was like, nah, it's a, it's a scam mm-hmm. or like, it's never going to get anywhere. And people were scared to invest. I know I was kind of like Bitcoin, what the hell? Like, you I know, know. Yeah. I wish, you know, 
we could i think we all say that now i know i, know. <laughs> I was in the same boat so it's like everyone underinvested right, right. everyone there's probably the few that well we know now well, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah like when i say everyone of course i mean like probably 90 percent of the people that heard about it right right like most people um yeah had its like first big run in right. 2013 right and that's when it came mainstream so the second one was ethereum had a run mm -hmm. in 2017 it came out around 2016 2015. so then anyway so fast forward with the journey you know, I've been working software developer jobs, had gotten comfortable doing that and started wanting to do something else, mm -hmm. get back more into the business side. And I started looking into trading and I was just like, you know, I had this fascination with trading because it's like a direct way to get money, right? Mm -hmm. like you buy something, you sell it, you make a profit, buy low, sell high, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I got into uh, flipping shoes, did that for a little bit. And then, uh, realized that wasn't like <laughs> i was like that's like saturated and kind of done with right um so you know come come into 2020 um and actually coming into 2021 which is when i really got into it mm -hmm. we had so bitcoin hit twenty thousand in december and started really you know getting on the news and getting news cycles at the same time the stock market's running up because we're coming off of the COVID lows yeah right, right? uh economies economies recovering and then january we had gme the gamestop yes oh yeah, right i remember that yeah. that was big that's huge that was big that was huge and then part of the narrative was people are out of jobs mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out different things to do right mm -hmm. so one of the things that people wanted to do was trade mm -hmm. because you had robin hood right and then crypto mm -hmm. which now everyone can trade on their phone mm -hmm. so a buddy of mine was trading uh, stocks and was like, dude, you should be trading stocks. Like, dude, look, I'm making, you know, making money here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started looking at that, like smaller stocks, mm -hmm. got into a few things. And then uh, at the same time, he's like, he's like talking about crypto. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have some Bitcoin. And so the previous year I went on Coinbase mm -hmm. and spent, I think like 10 to 20 bucks on every crypto they had. And then put, I think maybe 1500 bucks into Bitcoin. Oh, wow. And wow. so, and then forgot about it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then it was this going up and up. Yeah. So, and that was in, I looked back, that was in March of, so literally right as it's hitting the bottom mm -hmm. and me, I, I know nothing at this point, mm -hmm. right? Um, about how, you know, I kind of know it has gone up, but mm -hmm. uh, I look at my account and it's like literally going, I mean, <laughs> I remember seeing it and probably that, that, that first month in March, seeing it go up to like five grand from a $1,600 investment wow. to five grand and then back down, man. And then being like, I'm out. Oh, like, wow. I don't know what's going on. Right, right, right. So yeah. So fast forward the year I checked. The, the 1600 had increased 560 something percent. Wow. Literally caught the Bitcoin low in March, right after COVID accidentally. Mm -hmm. And like Bitcoin posted like a 550 something percent return that year. Wow. Um, so I got it right at the bottom, had like, you know, 10 grand to play with now mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh crap. So 
immediately, you know, I'm checking the news and everything and everyone's just like, Bitcoin's now Bitcoin's at 60K. So it goes from 20K in December That's to 60K February. Right. And I hear about this and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I sell it all. <laughs> Start doing research. Realize Ethereum was a thing. Mm -hmm. And that really that's where the innovation was happening. And then I realized I had to be a part of that because mm -hmm. it all just made sense to me at this point. I had been searching for a trade, right? something to trade, right? And uh, in financial freedom, mm -hmm. starting a business. And then this just crypto being like, so kind of like how front end development was the intersection of like art and development. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, I instantly saw like, oh, this is the intersection of development and finance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was totally in the finance at this point. Right, right. So from there, it's like just went down the rabbit hole. And uh, rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Rest is history. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. for our new kind of invest or newbies, I should mm -hmm. say, that have no idea, let's just even say they, they, they've heard Bitcoin, but they're like, I don't know what the hell that is. Or like they've heard Ethereum. Mm -hmm. what, what's kind of like the difference between the two? You want yeah. to mm -hmm. So the difference between the two is. Um, you want to think of Bitcoin as someone tried to create the best money that they could. Mm -hmm. And so money, good money has a bunch of different properties to it. Um, and so the best money that we had up until Bitcoin was created was gold. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, and, and basically because it's resilient and it has certain properties that make it hold its value over time. Right. right? So you put a thousand dollars in gold in one year. And then in a few years, it should either be a thousand dollars or a little bit more. Right. 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 It holds its value really well, or maybe a little bit less. So that's called a store of value. That's mm -hmm. what Bitcoin aimed to solve. Sure. Was the store of value problem, but for software. Mm -hmm. So a, 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 a digital first currency made for the internet, right? We use money digitally, but this was like actual software money. Mm -hmm. So Bitcoin solved that problem. Um, so fast forward, people start trying to do different things on Bitcoin and like augment it a little bit, mm -hmm. connect it to things, you know, try and, uh, yeah, just try and expand its use. The way that it was designed in the community around it does not like Bitcoin to change. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because it's, it's really, it's really perfect as it is, y you know, the fundamentals of Bitcoin, I don't think are ever going to try ever going to really change right. until maybe like a hundred years once there's some like future things that could, mm -hmm. could do that. Um, but so Ethereum, right? What's the difference? Ethereum was built out of a problem of like, how do we build applications around crypto? Right. And so it is considered a smart computing mm -hmm. or a smart contract or a smart computing platform. Mm -hmm. And so the easy way to think about it is it's programmable money. Got it. And that, um, the smart contract system that it has allows you to do what's considered arbitrary uh, things in the software world. Mm -hmm. So pretty much anything you can think of that you can do with software, you can do it with Ethereum. So for example, I'm playing a game mm -hmm. and it, you can use Ethereum to create a currency for the game, kind of like you might think of like uh, Robux, yeah, right, mm, right, but the crypto version of that, right, mm, right, and so that's where it comes in is that it's really good for applications. So you got stored value for Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and then applications. So think like mobile, the web app boom is kind of 
like the application boom is happening on Ethereum. Right, right. Mm. And that's where NFTs come into play, yeah. right? Exactly. Right. And there's different things and different projects you can get involved or you can buy and trade NFTs. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So like NFTs are an, are like a smart contract application. It's a way to, uh, it's like a token standard as well. So there's different standards, but either way, it was a way to build on top of Ethereum. Whereas okay. uh, you could do, there was like Bitcoin NFTs, but they're all very limited because the Bitcoin code mm-hmm. doesn't really allow for things to be. It's not flexible. So right. It's Sounds not like... flexible. Right. Got it. Whereas Ethereum was from right. the ground up, like, hey, we want people to come build on this, kind of like mm-hmm. come build on the App Store. Right. Right. Or like, you know, come build on Windows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got it. So again, for, for newbies, because I know they're out there, they're just too shy to ask, like what, what is an NFT? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're working on specific projects, but I guess to kind of start off, like what, what would you consider, how would you define an NFT? Yeah, so um, an NFT stands for non-fungible token. And at, at its core, it's a, it's a protocol with a certain set of standards um, that are assumed. For example, there's like a link to media, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a type of, it's a type of token. If we look at something like Ethereum, which is kind of more, or Bitcoin, that's kind of more like money. Mm-hmm. You can look at an NFT as like a media token mm-hmm. or a, um, or it can be used to represent um, something other than money. So mm-hmm. for example, it can be used to represent art mm-hmm. and you can think of it as a digital receipt. So by you owning the NFT, it mm-hmm. ties it to your wallet. Right. Right. And says that you own this thing. So people are kind of using it as a way to, um, instead of just store like value, like, Hey, I put a hundred bucks into it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, I did some work. Mm-hmm. I produced some artwork mm-hmm. and I want to attach it as a, as a crypto, as a token. Right. Right. Um, and I want to tie those two things together and be able to kind of secure that ownership and then make it treatable. It's like any other cryptocurrency is. Um, right. So yeah, it's kind of, it's just a token that you can tie pretty much anything to. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, and it's kind of explain. I mean, art world kind of blew up because of the NFTs and mm-hmm. um, people started putting their work on, on as an NFT. And, you know, I think, what yeah. was the guy? I mean, he, he launched his and people, you know, yeah. Yeah. Millions right. of dollars. Well, I think that, people so. are also confused. Like they think like, NFTs are just an image. I think initially that yeah. was because that's what people were posting, like projects of like pixelated images or like mm-hmm. I know people that made two million on just taking a screenshot of themselves or a selfie. Wow. Um, but it's like what there it's more than that. It's mm-hmm. more than just like an image or a picture. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, at the end of the day, it's a token just like Ethereum or Solana mm-hmm. or Bitcoin are a token. Yeah. It's just a different standard. Right. And that standard allows you to like if you're looking at Ethereum, like there's like 117 million roughly Ethereum coins and 21 million bitcoins. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have like a one of one crypto, you use the NFT standard sure. to do that. Right. And really it can represent anything. Right. 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 So some some like creative uses of it are like you can use it to represent like a membership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. So, hey, there's like a thousand or two thousand of this NFT. 
and it's like a pass mm-hmm. into a discord right or even gary v did like a pass into like a restaurant a yeah. physical restaurant club in new york so mm-hmm. you're gonna like go scan your phone um and then be able to get in this thing right another like really out there example is like uh supply chains right? yeah so like huge yeah yeah like if you if you produce eggs and you have chickens mm-hmm. right and then you put those eggs in a carton and then you put a qr code on the carton and like now you have the geolocation yeah of where mm-hmm. that was that qr code was generated mm-hmm. and then you can add whatever data you want to it yeah the the, the like who the chicken that or hen that laid the mm-hmm. the uh the eggs right mm. right and then by the time it gets to the sco- store you're on your phone and you scan that and you're like okay i know and then it's and then it's a way of saying someone's putting their name on that qr code into that nft to mm-hmm. say verify hey i did this right mm-hmm. and then everyone can look at like the flow of like oh someone receives the nft which is representing the eggs right 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 the some supplier mm-hmm. and then it's going to the grocery store they have receipt of it and it's all visible right right um so yeah it can it, and i mean there's like really anything you can think of you right. could you could uh represent an nft with so maybe we can dig deeper into your project mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're that you've started with your nft project kind yeah. of what take us through like how that kind of started where you're at now yeah, so I have I have two that I started. Um, Tim, I might have told you about the chess one. I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so so the 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 most uh, I'll start backwards. The most recent one is an app that I'm calling Trinity, and so the idea there is like I realize this problem in the market, which is I mean it's pretty apparent. Like everyone wants to make money sure. year round, and then when it comes to trading cryptos, right, um, which is what the application is for, you have to solve the problem of like, what are you going to buy and sell? Mm-hmm. And then how are you like, what makes you buy something, right? Everyone's goal is buy low, sell high. So right. what's your strategy? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I got into technical analysis, which is basically looking at uh, charts, right? that you're going to see in your crypto app, except there's other places you can go and get really advanced charts and all these indicators which you may have seen from like the stock market, typical picture of like all this crap on screen. Mm -hmm. So I started learning how to read those. Um, Shit's the matrix, man. I swear. (laughs) It's the matrix. I mean, it's amazing because you, you, you look at a chart and when you get it right, like you just feel like, oh my God, I just predicted the future. (laughs) Like, you know, and it's uh it's not a science it's just like you know anyways before that i had i was i was kind of into the i was into stocks mm-hmm. just the idea of like buying and selling i never really like looked too much into it but i also realized early in my career i messed around with uh trading algorithms mm-hmm. and so there's just like in the platform there's like a little window where you can write code and then so I started learning the programming language sure. to write trading algorithms and like do stuff within this trading application. And then basically I'm just taking the ideas in my head and I'm coding them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then that kind of takes the human element 
are yeah out of the process of mm -hmm. like even whatever your idea is you may not execute on it mm. so i wrote an algorithm and then you can kind of test it on the market previously right right and so uh, it got a really good return mm -hmm. i used it a little bit but i wasn't patient enough because it takes like days sure so fast forward i'm my brother gets me in this conversation in this like meeting with a guy that runs a hedge fund mm -hmm. and does algorithmic trading oh wow wow and it's like printing money because if you're good at it you're basically printing money and right. then i was like oh crap i have an algorithm too <laughs> I, was like, I was like i wonder if i can be like 10 percent as good as this guy right right That's so funny. yeah so i dusted off um and it had ran over the summer it had just been killing it with signals as far as like buy sell signals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay this thing has legs so um but i'm like it only makes money at the easiest time to make money which Got is it. when the market's going up right. very easy to make money right, right at that point uh but that's not all the time and so like there was a lot of time it wasn't active and so i i developed i further developed the algorithm to trade year round mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh crap this thing uh it tracks very well in, in the past mm -hmm. and I'm like, be a good idea to develop something around this to, um, like my own application to trade for me. Um, so that's where the idea for Trinity came around and just stands for like, think of like a triangle, right? Mm -hmm. Make money while the market's going up, make money while the market's going down and then make money when it's going sideways mm -hmm. when it's very flat. Yeah. I so love that's, that. that's awesome. Yeah. So that's the goal with that project. And yeah, that's one of them. Nice. So are you kind of, are you still tweaking that? Are you, or is it a, a thing where it's like constant iteration? Yeah. I mean, it can, yeah, you, you can, you definitely want to constantly develop it. Like market conditions change. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So you may want to change the parameters of the algorithm, but then at the same time, uh, something that I've been doing is like, uh, so you take what the algorithm gives you mm -hmm. and then you can also form your own opinion on it because mm -hmm. it's not perfect. It's right. not, it's not better than, or it's not, it doesn't have all the benefits of a person mm -hmm. because a person can be like, for example, right now, be like, well, there's a, there's a war going on in another country. Hey, right. maybe I shouldn't trade right now. Mm -hmm. right. The algorithm would not stop. Right. Right. So then you can make a decision, a discretionary decision to be like, Hey, I'm not going to trade. Mm -hmm. like just disconnect it right um or you can be like hey it gave me a signal but maybe i'm you know detecting something where i think it's going to dip down a little further and then i buy in mm -hmm. i don't buy in exactly when it says or and then it's like it doesn't sell perfectly when you're in profit right it may go up 20 percent come down 15% or 5% and then it's, and then it gives you the trigger to sell. Right. So right. you're up 20%. You might be like, Hey, that's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that literally happened the other day. Yeah. Now the market's down because it just like kissed ether, just like kissed 3000. Mm -hmm. And that was part of my profit goal. And then because it wasn't sustaining up there, I was like, I'm out. Right. Done. right. And then market comes down. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that way, I'm kind of, rethinking and then there's also some logistics around um there's other platforms that do this that mm -hmm. i can put the algorithm into I so see. i'm thinking about like what you want to do in software is you it's because it's very expensive very time consuming you don't want to build the wrong thing right 
you have 12 months in a year and if it's going to take you three months, a quarter of a year, yeah, right. To, uh, to build this thing, like you don't want to waste a quarter of your year. Exactly. So I'm starting to rethink how I can, like how it can be most effective for people because the idea also of like, just like giving it your money essentially right, is also quite like, it's a quite, it's a serious proposition for sure. And for so sure. I'm trying to figure out the best way. Mm-hmm. Do I just give people the signals? Let them decide. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, the, the idea is kind of evolving. Yeah. There's a lot to yeah. go into it. Yeah. I mean, for many, some people watching could, eyes kind of glaze like what the hell did he just talk about yeah. I, I think um it's it's about the curiosity so it's you know about mm-hmm. researching uh i think what i hear a lot too especially with nft projects is like don't just follow like what people are telling you to buy like like find projects that you are actually interested in and usually like if they kind of have something going for themselves like that's something worth investing so can we invest in your project I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you take here, I take. Exactly. Yeah. The, I wallet. Yeah. The, I mean, so one way to invest in it is just keep up to date with me. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be posting um, signals from the algorithm mm-hmm. to just see how it's doing. Because like I created a new part of it, right? Right. And one problem I have with like giving it to people is like I just I just wrote a new part of the algorithm to trade year round. Mm-hmm. Like, I've tested it the past six months when the market's going up. I'm very confident of how it would do during that. Sure. Part. And I'd be like, hey, if the market's going up and you want to stack some extra ether, like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But during this particular time where we're in, we're in essentially like we're on the edge of depression right now, right. Where a market crash, like it's the hardest time to trade as right. the market's going down. It doesn't bounce much. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit hesitant about because I need it to. I need to verify, hey, like I run it back on like 10 years of data Mm -hmm. to see how it does, but like, how is it going to do? So to answer the question, first (laughs) I need to build it. Right. Um, But just, you know, um, just support me and, you know, say, you know, say what you think in the, in the comments or whatever. Yeah, actually we do have a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jordan, by the way, shout out. He's my coworker who's heavy into NFTs. And crypto, nice. so I may need to connect you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, his question is: Is your crypto trading bot similar to a bot you'd find on exchanges, where it generates a transaction history and therefore capital gains tax events for each trade? Yes. So the way that the the way that that would work is you connect your exchange mm-hmm. to uh, the software, right, to the website. And everything is going to happen on your exchange. It just sends signals to the exchange of when to buy and sell. Mm-hmm. So all the transaction history mm-hmm. would be there. And then, of course, I mean, yeah, I'm going to store it so on the website you can see, like how your performance yeah, is doing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just export the data mm-hmm. from your exchange and can you know kind of yeah. do the taxes. And the this is to be clear, it's only trading uh, Ethereum, right? Or is yeah, it, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, and also I designed it for Ethereum, mm-hmm. um, not for like any other crypto, just because Ethereum is a very what I call pure trade, right? Like, right. Like it just it chart the way that it moves on the chart is just very like textbook, mm-hmm. um, and how you would like expect something um, 
to move and there's like a ton of there's a ton of eyes on it sure so sure it works out well cool love it love it yeah appreciate everyone in the comments um i'm kind of curious you know because with with uh chris you know being into real estate like where do you see the future like crypto and nft i think recently mm -hmm. somebody purchased uh an uh real estate nft mm -hmm. like actual physical uh property like you guys like go back and forth like kind of what discuss what the what's that like relevant to real estate i guess yeah yeah for sure so that's something um <clears throat> i looked at back in like june and july mm -hmm. time frame so we had a vacation in sarasota florida in august in the middle of august and so I had been trying to get Chris to invest, like, I mean, since the start, I was like, dude. <laughs> he was talking about it in our calls. Yeah. He was like, my brother's telling me to invest. We're going to invest 60K or however much money. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, got, so I got a funny story about him investing, too, Okay. Um, that I'll get to after. But so with, with the real estate thing, I had some ideas. I meet up with them, and I'm like, dude, like, imagine, so real estate through NFTs, mm -hmm. right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, like I list a property and it's an NFT and then you can send that NFT to someone mm -hmm. to transfer the value of the house. That's kind of like a basic idea. Right. Of how to do it. So I look into the idea. Um, for, well, first of all, I pitch it to him mm -hmm. and I'm like, imagine if you are the first black guy, the first African-American <laughs> in LA yeah. to sell uh real estate through crypto right i'm like you know the competition isn't as high as like it's traditional not, real estate right. sure a lot of people aren't doing it so that was kind of my pitch to them it's just mm -hmm. like it's a market where a lot of people aren't in it mm -hmm. so it's a good idea very true so he's he bought it to the idea and i'm like he's like all right go figure out how to do it <laughs> i'm like cool so i go home or go to the hotel uh, or the house we're staying in, start researching. Basically, what it came down to was lawyers yep. to broker the deal. Yeah. And mm. just like KYC, where'd the money come from? And then the other thing is like an NFT is real estate. You can't attach a there's no there's no protocol or way. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you attach a title? A I was D? just going to say, yeah. like, title search, usually there's liens and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, yeah. the one that sold in Europe, as an mm -hmm. NFT, how they did it was the NFT was tied to a, a LLC. So you actually, mm -hmm. the the NFT was in the smart contract was the owner of this LLC. So what they did was the LLC owned the real estate. Yeah. Right. And they transferred the, the ownership of the, the, NF, or the LLC to the owner of the, the NFT mm -hmm. when the transaction happened. And then within those assets were was the real estate, and that's only the only asset the LLC had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, see, that makes me think of something I realized when I was like researching this: is you run into a problem where because no one has really done this before, um, you have to like jump through more hoops than you would to even buy a house normally. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Most like, definitely. Yeah. And so it's like, like maybe just sell your crypto and buy the house. Right. Because or because you, you need lawyers. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like pretty. 
I think capital intensive to do it and right. then finding buyers and sellers. Yeah. So I think you could like probably point that out mm -hmm. in like the supply chain example that I had. Sure. It's like there's certain things that are a good idea with crypto, but it might be like a little bit a little ahead of its time mm -hmm. because there's no like infrastructure. No, there's nothing set up for you to help you. Right. Right. So somebody has to go ahead mess up to first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna be on your own. Or if you're a lawyer, you're you're gonna figure that out, and then you can, right. you can have that be your business, exactly. and then people come to you to be the crypto guy that writes all these contracts regarding real estate. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you have to be like the right person, um, because for me, it was like it's a really good idea, but um, that execution. Was yeah. Tough. I see that kind of being the the future now with like moving forward with professions is like. I'm a crypto designer. I'm a crypto developer. Yeah. Web three programmer. Like, like it's, yeah, it's, it's a thing. I've seen like metaverse interior designers. <laughs> yeah, or really? fashion designers wow, too. That's awesome. that's, that's yeah. huge right now. Yeah, met metaverse fashion designer. I, I was talking to um, my friend uh, Gabby, and so yeah, she's on Twitter. She's well and good, and and so she's 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 very much into crypto. So we're talking. And uh, I think it was like McDonald's. I don't know. I've heard some like just chains getting into the metaverse. Right? Yeah, they are. And yeah. so the idea of like you're going to have like a store, people are going to come buy digital items or whatever. And it's like I've heard also the idea of like real people working in the store. So I'm like, wait, I'm like, should I go try and get a McDonald's a, job, a, a at job at like metaverse McDonald's? <laughs> like, wonder how much they're paying. Um, That's funny. So, yeah. That's like, do you get hungry in the metaverse? Like, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, someone's got. Well, well. So, like, in a video game, you'd be like to recharge your character somehow. Like, you know, yeah, you probably have, like, some oh, sort yeah. of decay. I guess you're right. right. So, like, your character starts walking really slow if uh, if he doesn't eat mm -hmm. or like, you know. So you gotta. Yeah. I know. Does your character on. get out of shape? Like, exactly. Right I need a metaverse gym. Yeah. <laughs> metaverse so. trainer. Yeah. I mean, this goes deep sometimes, <laughs> like really, because I was, you know, I've been researching the whole real estate thing within the metaverse and, you know, with Decentraland, buying land and then also building, you know, um, basically property on that. Right. And then what I know some people have done is partnered up people that do have land in traffic areas in Decentraland yeah. and then built a structure over there and then had events and then they would sell tickets as nfts to to be a part of these events and then they would sell merch based on that event or whatever and then that would be a special invitation to a exclusive event um you know at a certain location in miami or in new york life. in real life right yeah. so so there's there's all kinds of ways to kind of utilize you know, I guess the metaverse, the NFTs, and then also translate that to real real world applications or purchases mm -hmm. or mm. networking as well, too. Yeah. And it's kind of like everyone's just trying to experiment, figure out exactly like what works, what do people really um, gravitate towards? Mm -hmm. But I think those, there's been a ton of like NFT events. Um, I know Art Basel was a big one. The board apes had an actual yacht party. Yeah, which is which is <laughs> crazy. Because when I dude, when I first got into it, oh yeah, you got to tell this story about your yeah. board ape 
Yeah, I'll tell the story about the board apes. So, well, uh, just before we get into it, yeah. First of all, like in the actual, um, so before I get into the story, like I bought a board ape for sixteen hundred bucks in March, right? Before it was like a thing right. at all. In the in the chat, people were like, "Yo, what about if we have an actual yacht party?" Mm. <laughs> and you gotta realize there were there were three hundred thousand dollars now. We're talking about when they were worth like. 200 times less right 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 so they were worth 1600 bucks and it was just it was more of an idea mm -hmm. and for whatever reason that that like group that nft group just like kind of i think the branding and the people behind it were just really good at what they did mm -hmm. and so the idea just kind of proliferated yeah. it was like the hardest idea in crypto like basically thus far are <laughs> not not in crypto but in nfts thus far yeah like, didn't they get it they just recently got an investment right i think uh, someone invested um yeah the uh, company's called yuga labs yeah. i think they i think someone might have they have like a multi-billion dollar valuation yeah and like by the summertime they were close to if not a billion dollar company so wow. like you're talking a company that went from like basically zero to dollars in less than a year. Yeah, it has, still hasn't been a year yet. No, like, not yet. We're no. about to come up on the year. So, yeah, pretty crazy. So I can tell the I can tell the board game story. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I get into so I get into crypto like February is when I really start going into it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, by the end of February, people had a sale for his like every day's piece, which is like, he did like 5,000 pieces of art for like 5,000 days straight. Um, Sold it for $69 million. That was the big one that like hit the news. Um, as just like, what is this? This is ridiculous. And I'm already like caught up with tokens. <laughs> so yeah, so eventually I'm like realizing like in crypto, you're always trying to find like, what's the next big thing? Like mm -hmm. what's the way? And so I realized, I was like, oh, crap, NFTs are the way. It's another thing no one understands because it's so new. No one knows how to apply it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to look into this. I see all these profile pictures like you were talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the apes, basically every animal in the animal kingdom. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I'm going to buy this. And I'm looking at the prices, like several ether, one ether, half an ether whatever and it's like a profile pic like we're paying we're paying thousands of dollars for profile pics mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm looking at this for like weeks like like frozen like how do i justify buying right like i get buying heck spend five thousand dollars on a crypto mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right but spent five thousand dollars on an nft didn't make sense at the time and then i realized um it was just so popping i was like i gotta do it so I looked at something. I was trying to find a cheaper one. So I'm on Twitter, like following all these crypto people. Mm -hmm. And I see the board apes, like, like people with board ape profiles on Twitter. And I'm like, they're just, they're just, it's like ape follow ape is the hashtag. Mm -hmm. And then out of all the groups that I had seen, like collecting around these profile pictures, these different groups, just the board apes came across as like the most passionate group. Mm. And then on top of that, I'm looking at the art. And as soon as I saw the art, I was like, this is the best artwork I have seen. And I'm like, for like two weeks, 
I'm like just looking at different NFTs. And so, and I, at this point, I still am not even thinking about flipping them. Mm -hmm. I don't know the prices. Sure. Like it's kind of all a blur to me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'm like, okay, well, I want to join this group because they seem really cool. And everyone's like about this ape stuff. And it makes sense with crypto because everyone's kind of a, you know, a lot of people are PGENs aping into stuff as they call it. <laughs> so I was like, this is a perfect meme. This makes sense to me. But the prices were expensive. Mm -hmm. Right. So up until that point, the most I'd spent on a piece of art was 500 bucks. And that was a major deal to me. <laughs> right. Major deal. And so <laughs> I'm like, uh, the floor price, the cheap price was like $1,600, roughly, like I think $1,300, $1,200 is as cheap as you could find a board aid. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm like searching and then I finally find one that I like, had like 3D glasses, it was blue. And I was like, okay, this is in my budget. It's like 1600 bucks. All right, I'm gonna sell this, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna hold it for years and maybe it'll be worth something. Mm -hmm. That was like my thought process. So I buy it join the discord i'm like all right this is dope this is cool mm -hmm. like people are talking about crypto stuff and then kind of like ignored the board ape group and just like amassed a bunch of followers on twitter from just like having a board ape as my profile picture mm -hmm. and um didn't think too much of it and then it kind of started um like waka flocka wanted to get into it and so joined like a twitter spaces with him mm -hmm. and he's like asking which one do i get the the like board apes are trying to like guide him to be like yo this is the one for you <laughs> you know what i mean that's funny and so um cool thing he ends up following me because it's like 30 of us he's like i'm gonna follow every board ape in here and so that that should have been the point where it like clicked with me like and even uh gabby was like saying like oh my god this is blowing up or whatever Mm -hmm. and so maybe the price had went up to like five grand so i'm up like four grand mm -hmm. and i'm like all right that's pretty cool you know what was the time span between when you bought it to where it went to four grand oh yeah so it, it went up like it went up like three x or so and like a month yeah okay that. so the first month it, it triples in value and i'm like oh this is pretty good this is pretty good yeah cool yeah. I'm like, but I'm not selling it for five grand. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then a little while in, I get an offer for like, I think it was like six ether mm -hmm. or something, like five ether, which was like thirteen thousand. And I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm like thirteen thousand. I'm like, I might have to just take this. So then I kind of mold over it and was like. Nah, I'm like, I'm like, it's pretty dope. I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't want to like, it's now like my digital identity. Yeah. My mm -hmm. pick. I'm like, right. that's the reason I'm getting followers on Twitter. I'm like, I don't know if I want to take it off. Right. So then I get the bright idea. I'm also doing crypto trade on the side. I get the bright idea. Let me, let me try and get a better ape. Cause when I was first looking, there was another ape with three glasses with cheetah fur mm -hmm. that I wanted. I had one with blue fur. And I'm like, I'm gonna get a better ape with the fur. <laughs> like, fur. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm trading at the time, doing pretty decent. So I go onto this. I sell the ape for how much? Right for ten thousand five hundred or something like that. Okay. Right, the price had come down a little bit. And I was like, let me get rid of this thing before it goes down too much. So 
I sell the ape, go take that ether to do a trade, right? In a trade where I can get liquidated, as mm-hmm. in where I can lose all the ether, all right. the money. Um, so I'm thinking I'm a hot shot and I'm gonna like, you know, make like an extra few thousand dollars and then go back and get this other one that was like that was a few thousand more mm-hmm. than the one I had. Um end up getting liquidated that night, mm-hmm. lost about fourteen thousand dollars in my sleep. Wow. In like six hours. Wow. Wasn't gonna like get the eight now that it's like 12 grand. So here's the crazy part of the story. After I lost my eight, within a week, it just starts blowing up. All right. And when I say blowing up, I mean I sold it at 10k. By the end of the week, this thing is like eighteen thousand dollars. Wow. And it's crazy. Yeah, it for a second there, it just like flatlined, and then like three days, like two or three days after I got liquidated. It just starts going up by a thousand dollars a day. Oh my god! And I'm like, I thought about calling my family and being like, "Hey, I need this money <laughs> to get back in this thing." Yo, I, people in the comments are hilarious. LOL, this story has me sweating. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Gotta set up those price alerts, text brother. And Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, let me tell you about my emotions during this time. Yeah. So first of all, after I lose fourteen thousand dollars on six hours um making a trade i shouldn't let me tell you the trade as well spying on me seriously so i I was the whole market had went down in april after ethereum went up to like 4k something market goes down solana is still pumping Mm -hmm. while the whole market's down and just before i go to bed i'm like this ain't right i'm like why is solana pumping everything else is down i try and short it and that's how i got liquidated it just kept pumping up yeah i'm like son of god so i felt like crap like i felt terrible Mm -hmm. like like, i mean i was dude i was in bed like oh my god like i was in physical pain (laughs) it physically hurt me that this is happening and then once the ape started going up oh man that's even more it's just another stab i know right they're twisting it now the knife was getting twisted in my heart and so um and that was like that was like pretty much so i said i started off with the 10 grand like i didn't put that too much more in that was mm-hmm. like yeah and so yeah it starts going up come to find out uh, so this sarasota trip happened like two months after mm-hmm. it i mean it keeps going up like a thousand dollars pretty much a day by the time i get to sarasota the ape that i had was worth 60 something thousand like 60 or seventy thousand dollars by the time I left Sarasota, I was there for a week. It was worth one twenty. Oh Ooh. man! So, so we wouldn't even be here. We ends. wouldn't be here probably. <laughs> no, so that's where the story ends. The one, the silver lining thing is though, looking back, like, um, they also so they also gave out like they gave me a dog, which I sold for like six grand, right, and um. And then they gave the mutants out shortly after, which was like a 20 grand, just like airdrop. Here's the NFT. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened during the week in Sarasota, which is why the price was going up. Come to find out that was the reason. Because whenever I was in there, they were like, yo, we're going to drop you an NF- another NFT. And then there was like rumors. And then more celebrities started piling in during the right. summer. Stephen Curry bought one. And yeah. that was like the blow up. It just really started popping off. And then come to find out the whole run-up was because they were going to give you another NFT. That mm-hmm. NFT ended up being over 20 grand. 
now it's worth like 60 or 70. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically how the story ends. And then from there, I'm just like, now my goal is like get a board eight, you know? Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. according to Tez, board eight floor is like 216K right now. I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. It was oh, bad. Wow. It took, it took me a little, it took me like a, probably two months to like mentally recover. Yeah, the breakup almost like. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Yeah. No, it gets worse. <laughs> no, when you first told me that story, I was like, man, I was feeling that pain. Like, that's, oof. It was the first NFT I bought, period. Wow. Like, which was crazy in and of itself. And then just like, yeah. Like, fortunately, I don't like feel anything. And I ended up like mm -hmm. making myself whole by doing another killer move. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was, man. That was, it was a tragedy. Yeah. <sighs> I That's still have my Decentraland hoodie that they gave me for having one. <laughs> so I still, and then I also, also paid an artist to make a version of my board ape and his like art cell mm -hmm. for like 500 bucks. So I still have that that I'm never going to sell. Um, so that's my like my little attachment to it. And I appreciate that you sharing because yeah. that's an epic story, right? Like, seriously, it's not social media sexy to be but like, hey, no. I, well, but it could be, be how like I, how I lost. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can tell you're still still hurting a little bit. Right, yeah. right. It still sinks a little bit. Oh my gosh. That's nice. so funny. So like with NFTs, like selling your NFTs, there's uh, for people who are new, there's there's kind of a process, right? There's things that they call it gas fees. There's mm -hmm. what else kind of fees that are involved? There's a seller fee. Like yeah. There's a marketplace fee. Yeah, a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just gonna sell it and it's like I'll get my money, but there's you know, people forget right. So it's like what are some things to consider if they have an NFT and, and want to sell it? Yeah, so let's assume you want to make money selling right. it. Right, right. Um one thing to consider is like the NFTs are priced based on hype. Mm. Right. So if you if you're buying an NFT to sell it to make money. Like, there's like two times to buy if something is hyped up or if something is not hyped up. Mm -hmm. If something's hyped up, the price, you know, assuming everything's going well, is going to keep going up. And then a good a good general rule of thumb is like buy multiples. Obviously, you can't always do this, but buy mm -hmm. multiples of the NFT and then sell a few of those to make your money back. Mm -hmm. So if you bought three sell one that and and try and have it cover the cost of the other two. Oh, gotcha. So you'd have to like sell into that hype a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or you could just buy five and sell three of them and make your money back. Something like that. So, so make your money back first. And now you have free NFTs. Mm -hmm. Very nice situation to be in. Um, and then you're not going to necessarily want to feel like selling it. And you can ride that thing out mm -hmm. until whenever. So that's like that's kind of my strategy. Like I've done that with two collections where now I have, uh, I have like five NFTs for free mm -hmm. that are worth like probably around at least $4,000 or more mm. that are just like free because I bought multiples, sold mm -hmm. them. And then, so that's one strategy is like buy into the hype, but you also have to be very careful because the, 
what I've realized is the NFT market moves blazingly fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you can buy something, it doubles in price the next day, and the day after that, it drops down 50%. Wow. So you really gotta, uh, you gotta be careful there. Um, but the other, the other safer thing to do instead of buying like the hyped up projects, which are going to be really expensive anyways, um, is to just find stuff that is cool that other people aren't seeing it as cool mm -hmm. or super cool. It's not hyped up. Mm -hmm. And then with the expectation that, Hey, like, I believe this thing is going to get better. Mm -hmm. And so recent example, I mentioned a project that like didn't sell out immediately. Mm -hmm. There were like. 8,000 of these things or 7,777 of them. And um, I got them for like 200 bucks a piece, minted five of them. They took weeks to sell out, but now they're worth, uh, I'll just call it three times as much. And they've been up to five times as worth. So I sold two of them and mm -hmm. now I have three of them for free just because like I knew the developer. So this is the other thing, like how am I picking them? Like I'm picking based on the team. Mm -hmm. Right. And this yeah. developer had built another crypto app that had gotten popular and the artwork was dope. Mm -hmm. Right. Everyone wants to buy cool looking stuff. So I'm like, this dude has already delivered a project mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's got this cool idea. It's a play to earn thing. And I'm like, it's 200 bucks a piece. So now I'm 1200 bucks in the upside is pretty high. Right. Right. So like, why not take a chance on it? Uh, instead of like, you know, you buy a board ape, let's just say, or like a mutant ape, let's just imagine, right? You got 16 ether, 18 ether or whatever. And like your, you can, your, your value can swing a few thousand dollars a day right. of it. Yeah. So if you buy something really cheap, mm -hmm. that's super undervalued. That's like for, for, for someone that's a beginner, that's like the way. And if you're just balling, you can hop in some of these projects if you're willing to take a big risk and um, do it that way. What's uh, what's minting for newbies? Yeah, so minting is the process of like whenever the NFT gets launched, right? Um, it gets launched based off of a smart contract. And when you interact with that smart contract to initially bring that NFT onto the blockchain, mm -hmm. right? Because it can't see it. Mm -hmm. You go to a website, you mint it, right? Basically connect your wallet to the website, pay a fee. Mm -hmm. Usually it's very low to mint relatively. And then now it's yours, right? So like, kind of like think of it as you're minting a coin, mm -hmm. you press it. And then now you got a silver coin or something. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what minting is. And yeah. so, yeah, just so pay fees and the cost of the art. So basically you're pre-buying it before it hits the market type of thing. Is that correct? That's the first time it hits the market. Yeah. The first yeah. mark. Okay. Yeah. You're the first person to have that NFT, right? So we know we can trade the NFT mm -hmm. on somewhere like OpenSea. Right. So mm -hmm. after you've minted it, and this happens on every project, immediately it's going to be able to be bought on OpenSea and someone can list it for a certain price. Got it. And then that's where most people get them because the mint is like, like I said, like I was saying, if it's a good project, it's instantly sold out. Right. And there's right. like bots too. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Cool. Really cool. That's awesome. Um, where, I guess for somebody kind of starting out, 
like where where should they even begin? Um, like we don't have to go into the details, but somebody who wants to get into crypto or um, learn more about NFTs, what's kind of a, a plan? Which uh, we've kind of heard already. You need to come out with a crypto NFT course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, wink, right? wink, wink. But uh, right. you know, for someone who's like completely new, that's just kind of getting in. What sort of steps would you recommend if they want to invest? Yeah, NFTs or crypto in general. Right. Um, so first thing is just do some studying on like, what is a blockchain? What is a cryptocurrency? What is a hardware wallet? Um, really good place, coinbase.com slash learn, mm -hmm. go read some of the basics. And then, so that way you're not kind of confused when you're looking at all this stuff mm -hmm. from there, um, follow people on Twitter. So the way that I would do that is an easy way is go to my, um, if you go to my Twitter account, um, which is, it's kind of tough, but it's CPU zero one, zero one, zero one, right? If you go there, you'll see some people that I'm following, which is a lot of people, but check out some of the tweets that I've made and you kind of want to just go to someone and start following who they're following. Mm -hmm. and get to the source of get to the core of the community mm -hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna follow the best people in the space and then just see what they're talking about and learn what what's possible in crypto mm -hmm. and once you learn that you can uh start picking like what are you what do you like which yeah. ones do you gravitate towards right. and just like study that and figure out how to get good with that and then i think everything will kind of flow from there cool love it awesome yeah uh tez here asks what projects are you uh, currently looking in, into or looking at yeah so projects that i'm currently looking at um i mean the ones so so one one that i'm really into right now is called magic and so it's part of what's called the treasure universe mm -hmm. and they they build themselves as the nintendo of like NFTs mm -hmm. um, or NFT platforms. They're trying to create like a plug and play system where projects can be built on top of it. So that's a pretty novel idea in the crypto world. Mm -hmm. People don't like OpenSea a lot. Um, so magic, like games are being made on that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've minted, right now I'm in this game called Sea to Life or the game's called Life, which has been delayed for way too long. Um, <laughs> So we're starting to create some fun around people are trying to get a little worried. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm holding on. So life, which is from the treasure group. And then another game is called, it's like a Shogun game. It's just called Shogun. Um, don't really know much about it, but I saw it getting pumped up by some people. I bought it and mm -hmm. trying to like make my money back on it now. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah, this fancy birds game. Mm -hmm. I'm into that, seeing where that goes. Uh, the, and then for like big things for like 20, for 2022, like the rest of the year is I'm looking to get some big airdrops from, um, some places I think tokens are coming from. So the the, the major thing, the big theme for this year is scaling mm -hmm. and like everyone knows Ethereum is very expensive to use, but like there's a way to use it for cheap. Right. And it's called, it's this thing called layer two. Mm-hmm. A layer two 
is like a side network to Ethereum. It sends a bunch of transactions back to Ethereum. Mm -hmm. So like, it's almost like a sandbox people play in mm -hmm. and then it groups all the things that happened in the sandbox and sends them back as one big transaction. Got it. Yeah. Mm. As a way to make Ethereum cheaper. Cheaper. Yeah. Uh, so those platforms don't have tokens yet. Mm. One of them does. They're going to have tokens because when they have a token, it draws people to try and get that token mm -hmm. to the platform. Right. The tokens are incentives to get people to use them. They're going to give them out and then they're going to make a program to reward people. Hmm. Interesting. So the layer two, one called Arbitrum, is one that I'm actively using. Also, also just MetaMask in general. I'm waiting for the MetaMask token. I'm doing transactions on there randomly mm -hmm. to get that airdrop. Um, so those are two big ones, MetaMask and then Arbitrum. And just there's a whole bunch of cool stuff happening on Arbitrum because it's new and it's a cheap way to use Ethereum. Cool. That's awesome. Some gems right yeah. there. Yeah. Speaking of tokens, Gabby posted, what should I look for when it comes to investing in new tokens? Um, if, so if I had one rule where if like, if you did this one, just this one thing, you'd be good. It's investing in the team or the person. Mm -hmm. Generally it's going to be a team. So you could almost blindly invest in something because you'd be like, Oh, like, let's just talk about not crypto. Like Mark Zuckerberg's coming out with a new app. Mm -hmm. Like people are just going to blindly invest in that because he has a track record right. of delivering. Right. So like if you if you research into crypto a little bit, find out who are the people that have delivered uh, in crypto mm -hmm. and have been there for years, you'll start to find it's a small group of people mm -hmm. and the people that they vouch for. Mm -hmm. Right. They have a name to protect. Um, I can pretty much just invest in any of their stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so, so people that were really close to the, close to that. So yeah, the team, if, if I know that, if I know the team is dope, mm -hmm. it's like, you can basically blind invest and be like, Hey, they're smart. They're in good hands. Yeah. Like yeah. go do something with it. Love it. That's awesome. Um, so we're kind of at the, wow. We, it's already an hour 10, yeah, man. Okay. Just, yeah. you're just kind of flowing. I know. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely wrap up here. I think we've answered most of the questions. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I guess uh, before we kind of head out, like what's on, like maybe you can think about some things that you want to leave the audience with. Sure. Um, but in the meantime, guys, thank you guys so much for posting yeah. your questions. Make sure you hit subscribe, yep. uh, follow, set reminders. Uh, I, we have our, here we go. There you go. Yep. Get the bag podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow Dennis, CryptoDen underscore 100T. Yep. Uh, we'll make sure to also add his Twitter uh, handle as well in the comments. Um, <laughs> Ricardo says, replay this podcast all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love yeah, it. Appreciate the support, it. brother. Uh, yeah. What, what do you want to leave the audience with yeah, today? Sure. Yeah, so... I'll leave the audience with the outlook on the future and how I'm kind of looking at like the next 10 years. Uh, Cause that's, what's really important. Mm -hmm. One thing you want to think about with crypto is it's like extremely volatile and like you can get big swings and the things, the assets that you own. So like think about it in 10 years. Like if you buy Bitcoin now in 10 years, highly likely to be worth more. If I buy, like say SHIB 
right? In 10 years, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, I'm not so confident. If I buy Ethereum and in, in, in 10 years, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be worth something. So like, mm -hmm. think about investments that, that'll last 10 years. And if they're not investments that'll last 10 years, no one to get out of them and go back to something safe. Um, because, because in 10 years, like all this is going to be over in the sense that like, no one's going to care. It's going to be like the internet where it's just like yeah. a normal thing. There's not going to be a bunch of money to be made. Right. It's going to be super established. So like figure out now where you want to put your money so that in the end, like you have an opportunity to have like a major share of this thing. And like at the end of my name is underscore hundred T. The reason it's hundred T is two reasons. One crypto den was taken. <laughs> and so I had to come up with something else. And I came up with hundred T um, based off of this other really cool guy. And it's basically to say his was one T. Um, and so hundred T is the possible, is this, is the size of basically all assets mm -hmm. in the world. And, you know, software has invaded everything. It touches everything that it can. Mm -hmm. Crypto is mm -hmm. going to do the same thing. And so the total addressable space, like the total, like how big this can get is, is everything. It's right. the world. Like wow. this could be our new money. Sure. Right. So massive opportunities and you don't have to know you don't have to be an expert because pretty much no one's an expert so right. just learn and get in there and you can yeah hey happen. you heard it first don't don't come 10 years down the line and, yeah. and be like oh i didn't invest we're gonna <laughs> no, go right. back to this video know, and be right? like hey you dennis told y'all so um before we head out what's your twitter handle again yeah so uh twitter is cpu zero one zero one zero one <laughs> okay possibly add another zero one one there but if you search me you'll see i have this like red thing with horns it's not a board eight it's not a board eight sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah cool man oh, love it yeah, well yeah. thank, thank so you so much for yeah, yeah. thank you on, man happy birthday thank you guys thank you so much for happening with us We'll be back next week on our regular schedule every Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific, mm -hmm. 11 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you guys tune in. Appreciate y'all. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye.